Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. all about. Welcome everybody. Bob Stopper, Brendan Escott joining you. This is Oilers Now. On the right shoulders of the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs design with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. 630 Chad, of course, a booming 50,000 watts. Whenever we do these events, you know, Brennan, I, I was at, uh, it, it was the Chad Golf Tournament on Friday. Thank you for you and Cam Moon for filling in. We had some people from out of town, and they're like, you know, two and a half hours. They're like, Bob, I'm in Wainwright. I can hear you clean on most days. I'm like, well, that, that's a good thing. And, uh, it just reinforces that the Oilers have a brand that resonates. What did Stu McDonald say? The number three television uh, numbers in the entire league. I know where we sit radio-wise. A, a guy named Josh Marshall from Two Mutts Podcast tells me all the time what we're doing with our with the podcast that you download here on the show, Brendan, on Oilers Now. And uh, all I can tell you is we're going to continue to endeavor and get better. And Kurt Levins in the Cult of Hockey piece this week uh, referenced the fact that uh, Ron McLean, who we had on last week, we're heading down. We've got uh, some of our, the majority of our key insiders and top guys back. And, uh, well, you know, you might be hearing a little bit more of Ron coming up here next season as well. We've got lots going on. It's going to be a kicker. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Brendan Escott, who does countdown to the kickoff on the Edmonton Elks. What's that record for the Elks right now, Brendan? 0-9, Bob. 0-9. Oh, oh well, on Thursday night, they had one of their better performances for half the game, at half least. Half the game. Yeah. The, the problem is they can't string it together. I'll tell yeah. you what, they've played several good quarters of football this year. The problem yeah. is they haven't all come in the same game. Well, i got to tell you, I have a completely different level of expectation. I, I mean, I think we all know what's going to happen with the Elks here over the course of the next uh, two and a half to three months. Uh, there's probably going to be some changes. I think that's a given. That's usually what happens when you have that type of year. I know there's people out there that don't believe that the CFL resonates anymore. Um, I'm a little bit more optimistic than that. Now, that said, I am the first to admit that I'm a huge NCAA football and uh, NFL fan, uh, you know, and I'm not in six or seven fantasy football pools, but I've been in the same one since 1995, so that's going on 28 years this year. In fact, this pool's a, a heritage keeper pool, which has allowed me, not surprisingly, Brendan, to have an entire team of Alabama starters. Okay, 
So I got Jalen Hurts, who finished up at Oklahoma but played at Alabama. I got Tua. Um, I got Mac Jones, who ain't that good. I've got Derrick Henry. I've got Najee Harris. Uh, I got Josh Jacobs. Um, I'm I'm happy Kelvin Ridley's back. You see where I'm going here with all these guys. Mm-hmm. Like I got a, that, That's how long that pool's been around. It's been allowed me to to build up through all the Alabama players. You could have done that with the University of Miami Hurricanes back in the early 2000s because they were something too back in the day. Uh, anyhow, this is Oilers now. We got a lot uh, to get to. Here's what we got coming up. John Shannon's going to join us. Oh, we'll talk about the ever changing landscape of uh, media. John Shannon had an extent. It was funny. We had uh, Jeff Jackson in uh, on Oilers Now live the, the day it was announced that he was coming in as the CEO uh, of uh, the Hockey Operations Department. I did a sit-down one-on-one interview uh, on Oilers Plus. Uh, the Oilers are one of the few teams that are that proactive uh, with uh, um you know, to go that route, people can think of it what they are. But the reality is there's not a lot of other organizations that would have that foresight with the way things are going. We'll see how that all progresses. Uh, John Shannon had a, a longer opportunity to talk to Jeff. We will endeavor to do something like that in the fall when Jeff comes back into town uh, as he's uh, meeting with uh, personnel as we speak throughout the organization. So John Shannon coming up at 1235 today. And at 105 until 2 o'clock, and again, we are in summer sport talk radio. And uh, and again, Chet is the rights holders of the Oilers and Elks. That's our primary focus. The show's called Oilers Now. I'm already getting texts. Epstein's mother has texted the show. Stop her. Come on. Can't you talk about the American Hockey League instead of the Edmonton Elks? Well, I can do that in a second. Um, but Brett Myers is going to come in from uh, into the studio for an hour. We've had Brent on the show a couple times. We actually... One of the times, uh, Brendan, that we had Brant on was right after Oilers lunch moved to 6.30 Ched to Oilers Now, uh, and this would have been in the fall of 2011, and it was the year that Wade Belak passed away, and we had George LaRock and Brent in studio, two guys that did that job. Uh, I will say this to, to some of the listeners out there. The conversation with Brant Myers is going to be a hard topic. Okay, there's going to be some you know what's and giggles during it, but it's a tough it's a tough topic, and it's uh, it, it it's about significant substance abuse and how it can wreck and destroy people's lives. So if you if you're you know you don't want to, I mean the guy was a tough guy. He had a, a brutal job um, as as a player. He dealt with it the way he dealt with it, and then he ended up actually coaching indirectly coaching. There are NFL organizations uh, that had guys like Brent Myers recently retired that were sort of uh, they sort of convoyed the uh, conveyed the relationship between the player and the unit coaches in a, in a sort of a developmental coaching role. And the Kings were very progressive in this regard. So I'm looking forward to having this. Con- Brent Myers right now, by the way, does public speaking seminars. So I'm looking forward to having Brent come in the studio and tell us a bit about his book Painkiller, a bit about some of the hard miles that he went through. You'll be stunned at what age that he started having substance abuse issues. Uh, so uh, I think it's going to be a pretty co- uh, cool conversation. A reminder, you can get hold of us on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Don't miss Brett Michaels live at the River Creek, Saturday, September 16th. Get your tickets now at therivercreeresort.com, the River Creek Resort Casino, excitement, bet on it. And you can text us at Ashley Pine Flores text line. 
Same number. You get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfineflores.com for more information. Uh, our top story does not involve the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, there's no news yet on Evan Bouchard. It involves the Boston Bruins. The top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payment, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. I'll tell you right here, right now, uh, David Krejci has officially announced his retirement. So they've lost both Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. This is no surprise whatsoever. The Oilers now Audio Vault uh, for direct work. We're specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and in Fort McMurray. Um, just a reminder, Oilers Now Audio Vault brought to you all season long. By the way, uh, let's just circle back to something. So you had Cam Moon in here on Friday. What was the primary point of conversation that you guys got into it? Well, you know, it, it kind of took a life of its own as we got into the final half hour of, of the show, and we ended up asking what people would do with their 24 hours with the Stanley Cup. Where would you go? Um, what would you do with it? What would you fill it with, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, Cam was taking it to a, a Northside Edmonton uh, hotel, and he was going to invite all of the North Northsiders, I guess, to party with him. But, I mean, we had everything from, uh, you know, strapping it to the back of a flatbed truck and touring the streets of Calgary to boast about it to uh, using it as a jello mold. So it was a lot of fun there. We had a lot of engagement on that one. Oh, I'd have to think about that. I had an idea on that. You know what I'd do? I'd go to Red Deer. I'm serious. I'd take it to Red really? Deer. Really? If I think of a community that supports the Oilers, like there is a lot of, you know, I do like a Northern Alberta run. Central and Northern Alberta run. So I'd like go to Red Deer or I go to Grand Prairie or Fort Mac. And I do like, I just, I tell the others, we're doing, it costs us (laughs) $35,000 times five, $175,000. Okay. And we're going to go to five communities in North and Red Deer doesn't count because you can drive. Maybe you just drive it. Maybe you just drive up to Grand Prairie and up to Fort Mac. And that's what I would do is I would take it. I would I'd have a guy like Louie come with us, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a couple of players. I'd get Doug Workman's company does some of the security for the Oilers to shuttle us around. That's what I would do. I would I would say we should go around to these communities because these like I saw that when we went out to Irma, just how much. I mean, it's right by Viking. You think if any place would support the Calgary Plains, it would be Irma. It was all Oilers in the house. There was one out of 21 tables that was supporting the Flames. So that's what I would do. I would do like I would do a central and northern Alberta uh, junket where you'd go and take like five days. And I just tell them, like, you know what? Sorry, we're, we're going to these communities and we're doing this. That's what I would do. Doing the whole tour. Now, as far as something you can consume out of the cup, we got one in from T-Hops, who was uh, saying he's got this spin on a Long Island iced tea that he creates, that that's what he would have. T-Hops said this, did he? Yeah, he texted huh. it in. So i got to figure out I've made how t- this differs. I've, I've made T-Hops uh, smile pretty good a couple times. Once once when Milan Lucic was traded, he was pretty happy about that, <laughs> let me tell you. And you know what? That was a good trade for both the Oilers and the Flames. It was needed at that time. Uh, I would have, like I said, I think, I think if the Oilers were fortuitous enough, and I do think they can win the Stanley Cup in the next couple of years. If they're fortuitous, lots has to go right to win the Cup. They got a good team. Like it's, if you think about it, like this is a hard conversation to have on a station that carries both the rights for the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Elks, but the two organizations are in a very different spot right here, right now. Okay, 
The hiring of Jeff Jackson, to my eyes, over the course of the last... I've done a show since um, since February 2nd of 2003. So that's 20 years, okay? That's when I started doing Total Hockey on the other station. So for 20 years, I've done a show. In the last 20 years, the most single popular hiring that I've seen of a hockey operations person the last 20 years was Jeff Jackson. That is the one that resonated the best. Shirelli, at the time, was a relatively popular hiring. They quickly went away. There was a fair amount of criticism with the Ken Holland hiring, especially from the younger analytics-driven community. Ironically enough, Holland's had the eighth best record in the league. But when I look at where the Oilers are at, we know, like, I think everyone would concede, they are a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. I think we all see that. They have the two, two, if not, they've certainly got the best player in the world and arguably two of the best players in the world on their team. They have greater depth at forward now with the addition of Connor Brown. I'm expecting Dylan Holloway to, we all expected it last year because of the training camp and preseason to take a big step forward. I think it's going to happen. It's just, he's too good of a player for it not to happen. So they've got, you know, they've got really good forwards. Jack Campbell's going to, I'd be shocked if they didn't win 48 to 53. So the team's good. They've got solid ownership. They've got a brand new building that fits the purposes of the National Hockey League, state-of-the-art building, and they have an awesome fan base. They have an incredible fan base. The Oilers do. They're lucky, right? Look at the television numbers. Look at the radio numbers. Look at the numbers that we get for this show on podcast. To okay? me, it, it's, it's part is, of the standard in the NHL. This is where other teams should want their fan base to be as far as, as the rapidness, the appetite to consume. I mean, think of how many, you know, not just our uh, product that we put out there, but the, the, the fan products that they all want to put out there, too. It's, it's a fan base that, to me, is really unlike most others, maybe save for Montreal and Toronto and the whole league. Right. And so, so, so they've got s- solid ownership. Willing to keep all their best players. They just hired a president who represents the best players, who's got ample experience. The current general manager has got lots of experience, eighth best record in the league. The coach is today's coach. He's got the second best record in the league since coming over. They've played five playoff series in the last two years, tied for the most in the league. And there are, with that comes great expectations from a fan base that deserves it. They deserve it. You guys deserve it that you're listening to the show. So you look at where the Oilers are right now. And it's hard, right? Because the Elks aren't there. I mean, there was a time that both organizations were there. You know, 78 to 82 for the Eskimos. And then the Oilers started winning. They were in the 83 Cup and they started winning in 84, right? Like they were, I mean, the, the double E were the evil empire. And the Elks have gone through a tough time, you know? Uh, younger fan base. What do you, Brendan, how many people under the age of, like, what's what's the makeup of the crowd? What, what are they getting, 20, 22,000 a game? Yeah, I'd say that's probably fair, somewhere in that ballpark. And and you know what? Yeah, it's. I, I would say that there's uh, far more of an older spin to the crowd than a younger spin. That's not to say that there isn't a newer generation also there uh, taking it in, but definitely you can see the heritage in the crowd. You know, it's funny because we live in a time in which we have people that question everything that occurred and they want to apply uh, today's standards to stuff that happened 20, 25 years ago. There is one place I will draw the line. Okay? So this show's called Oilers now. The name of the team is called the Oilers. And just, just, just in case you ever question it, I proudly support oil and gas. Okay? And at times, I'm very disappointed at the tact that Ottawa takes. Okay? But if ever there is a push to change 
to try to, well, we have to, for politically correct purposes, change the name of the Edmonton Oilers? Oh. Oh. I'm telling you. Nothing like turning your back on part of the economy that made this province what it was. Because a lot of you out there benefited from it. Maybe, maybe not everybody. But I don't know. It's I just think we're in a pretty good spot. So, for you know what's and giggles, here we go. Uh, Connor McDavid, Evander Kane, Connor Brown, Leon Dreisettle with Ryan Newton, Hopkins and Zach Hyman, Ryan McLeod with Dylan Holloway and Warren Fogle, Yanmark and Ryan, that leaves an open spot for 4C. Could it be uh, Brandon Sutter? Darnell Nurse and Evan Bouchard, Matthias Eckholm and Philip Broberg, Brett Kulak, Cody Ceci, David Dayer. David Dayernay, uh, Vincent Dayernay in the seven hole on D. Those are your seven D. We know Campbell and Skinner are going to be here. Basically, the Oilers, once they get uh, Evan Bouchard done at 3.85, 3.9, 3.95, will have about $900,000 for 4C. On the farm, Lane Peterson on the top line with Kajula and Borgo. Malone with Lavoie and Griffith. Yes, I've got Lavoie on the farm to start the season. Hamlin with Savoy and Petrov. Jaden Grube along with McCaig and Tulio with Berglund being the extra forward. On defense, Niemalainen and Gleason. Deneen and Kemp. Hofenmeyer uh, with Warner, uh, and then Peters, who's on an AHL deal, will be the extra D. The goalies are Pickard, Rodrigue, and Fanti on NHL deals. I have Chase on back in uh, Saskatoon. The veterans for the team and the minors, Kajula, Malone, McKeg, and Griffith. The veteran exempts are Peterson and Gleason. There, for uh, Epstein's mother who wanted to talk about the Bakersfield Condors. I don't have the full ECHL team for you at this time yet, just so you know. Is that okay? You okay with that, Brendan? I think we can live with that. You, yeah. can, you can live with that. I mean, I just gave you the depth chart on the two teams. <laughs> so, what do you think? What could Holloway realistically do, Brendan? Oh, that's a good, a good question. I mean, first of, first and foremost, let's get him to seventy games, right? I want, I want to see him like up in the league the entire year. I, it was pretty frustrating to see that big hit by Labushkin thrown out and what was that game one or two of the year pretty early on you know a couple weeks into the season if the cap situation didn't end up taking him out of the fold certainly that injury yes. did in the first place right so if you can keep him healthy there and I'd love like his size and his forechecking ability is no problem I think you've got a guy here who has um, you know probably obviously a higher ceiling than someone like Warren Fogle but I think they play the game a similar way yeah. so to me could he get 10 goals and, and 25 points this year as a rookie, or you know, would he be a rookie this year? I think he can get 15, 25, and 40. I got to tell you, I think if he ends points. up, yeah, because I think he's going to see some time in the top six, maybe to start the year he's with McLeod and Fogel, but I do think there might be the window to slide Nugent Hopkins back to 3C for some games. Um, they have lots of malleable parts with what they can do in their top six slash top nine. Well, if I'm factoring in that he's going to get a little time with those guys, I'll, I'll put him at you know 30 points for me. If he gets 10 goals and 20 assists in this upcoming season, I will consider that a success. Well, without power play time, that's that's a lot of Definitely. points. It is 12:25 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Forget the late great Wes Montgomery. It's gonna happen, man. Believe it's gonna happen. Right around the song time that song was uh, playing, circa 1986. What a beauty that guy was back in the day. Uh, best MC I ever saw. 
This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you to NHL today for our friends at 1227. For Elite Promotional Marketing, your local merchandise specialist, head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan. I'm pretty sad to report on the passing of 21-year-old Rodian Amirov, the 15th overall draft pick from 2020 uh, by the Toronto Maple Leafs. He'd been diagnosed with brain cancer in uh, 2021, officially uh, passing away today. So uh, pretty heartbreaking on that front. Uh, it sounds like Michael Landlauer will, in fact, complete the purchase of the Senators in the coming weeks, not forecasting any uh, hiccups in that process. He a restricted free agent Alexi Lafreniere says he is in fact confident that a new deal here with the New York Rangers will come soon. We told you on Friday about Pius Suter signing a $3.2 million deal over two years with the Vancouver Canucks. He is a name that we'd mentioned on this show before. And for you video gamers out there, Avalanche defenseman Kale McCarr will be the NHL 24 cover athlete. I can't believe Suter got $1.6 million per year. I, Neither I, can I. communicated with somebody <laughs> in Oilers management. He just started laughing like they weren't even close, right? Like, I mean, holy cow, man. Vancouver's done, like, remember last year they signed Lazard to a three-year deal and they traded him right away? Like, they've done some interesting things. Um 1229 in Edmonton, we are going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook. And then, uh, then we're going to reach out and uh, call... That's right, call John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling when we come back on Oilers Now.